0: Welcome to the Accounting Intelligence Podcast. Accounting firms don't have enough labor to meet the record high demand for their services. That's where Accounting Intelligence comes in. Accounting Intelligence uses automation, artificial intelligence, and technology to maximize the impact of accountants and address the labor gap. In this show, we highlight thought leaders and experts in client advisory and accounting services. IT, and automation to provide you the accounting intelligence you need to beat the challenges you face. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss any future episodes. This episode is sponsored by Botkeeper. Ready for the future of accounting? Botkeeper provides automated bookkeeping support to accounting firms by using a powerful combination of machine learning, artificial intelligence, and skilled accountants. Their clients receive 24 7 accounting and support, as well as an incredible insight into their clients' financials with interactive dashboards and unlimited reporting. Visit botkeeper.com to learn more. We hope you enjoy this episode. In this week's episode, you'll be hearing a conversation between Ryan Lozanis, founder of Future Firm, and Deneen Dias, VP of Strategic Partnerships at Botkeeper. Before starting Future Firm, Ryan was a practicing CPA. that scaled and sold his practice in under five years. He now shares his learnings through coaching and content through FutureFirm. In Danine and Ryan's conversation, they cover topics ranging from how to run your firm like a machine, productize your services with different offerings, and increase capacity by raising prices. Let's listen in.
1: Welcome to On The Edge with Danine Dias. Today, my guest is Ryan Lozanis from The Future Firm. Ryan, would you please introduce yourself? Hey,
2: everyone. Deneen, great to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. And uh, my name is Ryan Lozanis. I'm a CPA, born and raised in Montreal, Canada. And uh, I started uh, an online accounting firm about 10 years ago. It was one of the earliest fully digital uh, firms in North America when I started it. Uh, I was a first-time business owner, first-time firm owner, had no clue what I was doing. So I really stumbled for the first few years trying to figure out, how to actually scale it. Um, ended up piecing uh, the, the, the puzzle together in a way where I took it from scratch all the way to acquisition over a, a, at a, in a five-year period. And uh, at that point in time, I realized I wanted to start Future Firm to help other firm owners create a modern, scalable, systematic firm that simply gives them a better lifestyle. And uh, it was the resource that I wish I had when I had my firm. Um, someone to lean on, a resource to lean on, and Future Firm provides all kinds of free, practical, actionable content through uh, our blog, podcast, newsletter sent to over 7,500 firm leaders globally who just want free tips and tricks sent to their inbox. We also have an online coaching program called Future Firm Accelerate, launched last year, now has over 600 uh, amazing members in the community that get all kinds of training to help them create a more systematic, scalable firm. They get coaching, and they get access to uh, a community of like-minded firm owners. And really, the gist of Future Firm is just, uh, once again, to provide uh, uh, firm owners with a way on how they can create a better business model for themselves, how they can better standardize their model so that they can scale it.
1: And I've, I've been looking forward to, to talking to you because I've gotten to know you a lot uh, through this last year since I've been at Botkeeper. And I think yeah, the way you're coaching firms or talking to firms is so necessarily needed. <laughs> uh, and I know that you're all you know, you're great at marketing, you're great at automating. Um, the thing that you focus on the most is that scalable model, right? The standardization. Uh, so can you share more your thinking around around how firms can start start doing that? right
2: away yeah so for some reason or another i I like trying to figure out the formula for how to just create a business model that could run as smoothly as possible and a professional services business model in general is probably the hardest business model to scale due to the nature of it you know uh, we have all kinds of different types of client requests all kinds of different services that we provide clients want their work done in different uh ways shapes and sizes so, so it just
1: I'll say they're unique, right? But it's still
2: exactly it's
1: still it, bookkeeping or yeah, accounting. Yeah,
2: correct. So it just creates an operational mess. So mm-hmm. what I want to do is look at how can we standardize as many elements of the business model as possible, and if we can do that, we can get something that runs much more closely to a machine than the typical model where uh, most firm owners and partners and, and teams describe it as chaotic, especially in the busy seasons. So one of the first things that I look to standardize whenever I'm coaching a firm or helping a firm out is um, your service offers. How do we standardize your service offers? How can we package them? How can we create uh, what I like to call productized services so that these services can be offered in a rinse and repeat type fashion in a very systematic manner? So the first thing I look at, Denine, is starting at our, the pricing and packaging side of things so that we can create productized service offers that could be delivered very systematically across the firm and everything else you do in your firm flows from that. So if we can't productize your services, if we can't adequately package your services in a way that can be delivered systematically, um, it becomes very, very difficult to scale a firm.
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, and I want to dig into that a bit because I'd love for you to kind of share, I know you have like the three-tiered sort of pricing thinking or structure, um, but dig into that more about because, because what we have coming up is tax season, and I know like t- now firms are not ready, and they're already worried because they've had a hellacious couple of tax seasons, and they've lost a lot of talent. So how can they start repackaging around tax season or pricing and packaging right now going into busy season?
2: Yeah, so it's a very good question, and um, there's no one way to do it, but what I like to teach firms is give our clients choice on how we can get the work done in three different ways. So we have a bronze, when when we typically see productized services, we typically see it in a bronze, silver, and gold format, which I'm a big proponent of. So mm-hmm. we're giving them a very basic way on how we can get the work done. We give them a middle of the road option, which most clients are going to select. And then we're giving them a super premium option. And clients need to fit in one of these buckets or between one of these buckets. Some firms want them to fit neatly in a bucket. Some firms are okay with some kind of hybrid options as well. But generally speaking, we want three different buckets and we want to kind of uh, determine what's in these buckets. And you can productize anything. You could productize individual taxes, your bookkeeping services, uh, advisory services. You can productize anything and put them into three buckets. But when we're talking about um, uh, individual tax season coming up, busy season, um, most most firms are, first off, severely undercharging uh, mm-hmm. for this work. Uh, they're doing too much for too, too little. Busy mm-hmm. season, you know, the issue that we're facing, that we face with busy season is, is primarily a, a capacity issue. So we're doing too much for too little. So what I want to help firms do is help their clients move up the price ladder, create these more premium options, uh, and propose these options to clients right about now or, you know, next month you know, get them ready well in advance for your new types of offerings. So instead of just doing a tax return for 200 bucks, 300 bucks, 400 bucks, 500 bucks, whatever it is, include that in the bronze option, just a tax return and perhaps like a little five minute, I like Loom, it's like a free app, you could use a little Loom video that you include, just reviewing the tax return and shooting them off to them. Make that X dollars, $900, $1,000, whatever you want it to be. The silver, the silver plan is when you do the tax return, you have a meeting to review the tax return, uh, and perhaps a little bit of tax planning, and we can get that price significantly up from what you're charging right now. And then the gold package would be something where you're including everything in the silver plus uh, IRS support, IRS correspondence, uh, you know, perhaps uh, several meetings throughout the year for them to chat with you about different things that might be on their mind. So by applying that three-tiered format, first off, most clients are gonna choose, studies have shown most clients are gonna choose the middle option so you can significantly get your price up and provide more of the services that you want. Um, A bunch of clients are not gonna wanna continue forward because your prices have gone up across the board, but because we have a chunk of clients either selecting the silver or gold plans, what we've done is we've actually maintained your revenues or even increase your revenues while saving capacity. So there is a, a strategy to kind of packaging and a strategy to how we would communicate this to your clients, um, which I'm happy to go through now. Uh, or we can I do think, this another time. But, no, but no, I
1: think it's really good because I think firms are, like I said, they're, they're, they're already stressed out, right, about next year. They've lost talent. They can't hire enough people to get the work done. They don't know how to ramp up for busy season. And I think you've got some great ideas of, of, of ways that can reach out to the clients now, saying, hey, we're changing. We're changing the way we're working. We're changing the way we're working with you. We've got some new bundled offerings that we wanna to propose to you. So go ahead. So like, what, are you, what, are you, what can firms do right now in, in trying to plan for making this shift?
2: So my, my number one strategy, which is an unpopular opinion from is <laughs> <it's laughs> just don't do this work because it just creates such a capacity issue. You know, it just yeah. creates like, uh, you know, a couple months of the year where we just need a ton more capacity and then we just dwindle down from there. So I just don't like doing that work. Truthfully, when I was right. running my firm, I would just do it for our corporate clients that were on return uh, recurring packages and that's it. And we never had these crazy busy seasons. If you want to do, I mean, a lot of firms have a significant amount of revenue tied up in this kind of service offering. So then I'm proposing, all right, you're probably doing too much for too little. Yep. so let's start repackaging your offers <coughs> excuse me giving them a few options to select from a basic option middle of the road and a very premium option again significantly increase those prices we're adding more value as well at the same time and start communicating with your clients and saying look you know due to feedback that we've been hearing from clients our service offers are evolving you know going into this tax season we have three options for you to choose from let us know before X date because we have a limited amount of capacity, and um, uh, um, and at the same time you can even collect like uh, ACH information or credit card information as well. So reserve your spot, pick the option you want, and you know fill up this form so that we have your payment information on file, uh, and let us know before X date. Now some people are uncomfortable sending this kind of communication, especially because they're not sure how their client base will react, yeah, respond. for those that are uncomfortable with that, we can have just like, we can do this in cohorts, you know, so, you know, pick 10, 15% of your clients, release that communication and see how they respond. If all of them pick the bronze option, we're not helping, we're not, we're That's not, changing. you know,
0: because yeah. <laughs> one of
2: our objectives here is to save capacity. We want to increase price, but we want to save capacity. So if everyone picks the bronze option, well, then we have to maybe rejig our packages or the way that we communicate the message. So for those that are uncomfortable with this strategy, uh, you don't have to release it to 100% of your clients all at once.
1: Yeah, I love it. And I think you and I have talked about this. Um, Revenue does not equal profitability. And I know busy season, it's like a suck of resources. And for the firms that are doing the monthly, ongoing client advisory and accounting work, those resources get sucked, and that's that's profitable. It's recurring, 12 months out of the year of revenue. Those resources get sucked over to do the tax returns, and then your monthly work isn't getting done. So I I love how you're like, don't do it, <laughs> don't do it unless it's a part of the bundle. Um, but I think firms have traditionally this is how they've they've worked, and so it's a it's a resource suck. I love how you're talking about freeing up capacity this way, but also looking at the profitability, not just revenue. You're looking at the profitability. So I'd love for you to share like some successes that firms that you've worked with, like what are they seeing when they start shifting to this pricing and bundled um, standardization and methodology?
2: I mean, this is the number one thing that, you know, uh, my future firm Accelerate coaching program coaches on, you know, how to generate an inbound marketing engine so that leads are coming your way, how to sell and price and package your services, how to find talent and land them in this day and age. You know, It deals with all the elements that are required to create a business model that can scale and that can give you a great lifestyle. The number one thing that, uh, um, um, that I uh, nudge new members towards is packaging and pricing. And it's mm-hmm. the number one thing I'm seeing the biggest impact make mm-hmm. on these firms. So, you know, 2x, 3x, 5x their pricing significantly increase their profitability, save time. You know, um, a lot of people that are trying to adopt this more subscription-based model, they don't know how to price, they don't know how to define their services, so they're going out of scope, so they're spending more time delivering the work than they expected. So th- there's a number of things that we that we need to look into, but you know. A lot of the success stories that we're seeing very, very early on in the program are the ones that have significantly increased price, significantly increased profitability, while also saving time due to better scoping and defining their actual deliverables.
1: Yeah, I love it. I think think it's hard, but what I'm hearing you say is you kind of coach firms to start. You know, 10% of their, you know, maybe the worst clients, <laughs> clients are the biggest drain on their resources, right? Which I think also staff appreciate because you're you're showing that you're loyal to your staff too, not just the customer. Um, and then once they practice with the 10-15% of their clients, they're probably surprised at how they're either willing to stay at the new price point or want more services from the firm, want to work with the firm in these newer ways. Um, so they're probably surprised. And then after they go through that 10 to 15% of their client base and they see some, they get more comfortable with it. They see some success. Then do you see them get more aggressive?
2: In terms of uh, the the, the price increases for yeah. these uh, like personal tax clients? Yeah. I mean, process. sometimes some firms are too aggressive when they release these this pricing and they get too much pushback. That's why I suggest to go on a cohort basis. You know, if you're getting too much pushback, then we have to relook at our pricing, relook at our packages, relook at how we communicate that message. And then sometimes we have to actually bring prices down a bit. Uh, But in most cases, that's not it's it. A lot of the times it's 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 a confidence issue of we don't know how the client is going to react if we come up with these much higher prices. That's the beauty of three options. Yeah, we can have a very basic option that clients could fall back on. Uh, but right. we give ourselves the opportunity to move up the ladder when we provide them with the silver and gold. That's what's usually lacking at most firms is we don't want to upset the client. We don't. Um, and, and therefore, we don't give our, op- ourselves the opportunity to move up the ladder.
1: Right. So I know that aside from tax season, you know, moving into doing more of the monthly work, right, the reoccurring monthly accounting work that can leave, move into advisory work and then tax you know, services can be bundled in um, from that approach. I know you had some experience with when you were running your own firm on how you came in thinking you were going to do it and then how you ended up doing it. And I'd love for you to share. Yeah. That. So, yeah. so
2: there's a lot of ideas that I had uh, initially on when I started my firm. And, um, uh, you know, my idea was I never wanted to touch the bookkeeping and uh, I thought like all these systems were so easy that we could just train clients to do their own books, and that we would just do the tax compliance, tax planning, and we included virtual CFO services in every single one of our plans. So all clients, clients had to have a budget with us, all clients had to have advisory calls with us, so we gave them all this great stuff. The problem is when we got to month end or quarter end and we were ready to deliver the budget or these advisory calls, the clients didn't do their books well they didn't do it at all uh or it was coming to us late or all of the above and uh it was just we were selling them something and they were paying for something that we weren't able to uh provide maximum value for you know like how can we provide a budget if your information is oh, wow. uh, wrong yeah. or incorrect or old so so that's when we made a 180 degree turn and said okay we want to give our clients an easy, pain-free accounting experience. We want to provide all kinds of advice, and that relies on having accurate, timely data. So very early on in the business, we said every single client that that we work with needs to take bookkeeping. Mm -hmm. That allows us to control the timeliness and accuracy of the data year-round for all of our clients. That actually allows us to create a pretty systematic business model because all clients were on the same accounting software. All clients were onboarded in the same fashion. We controlled all the data on a month to month basis. That meant we were in control of when all the tax work went out the door. Plus we'd be able to add advisory service and more easily upsell on advisory services whenever we wanted. So whenever we, we had excess capacity, all we'd have to do is just go out to our client base and say, Hey, we have all this data we can advise on this. Let's add right. some budgeting or some cash flow services, or you know, KPI analysis and all kinds of stuff like that. So we did a 180 degree turn where we mandated bookkeeping across the board, uh, no questions asked.
1: Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and, and yeah, actually, I'm, I'm in a hotel room. I'm in Atlanta, and I had a firm visit this morning, uh, and I was talking with the gentleman who's a CFO at the firm. And he's building out that that CFO advisory part of the practice. Uh, and similar to you, he said he doesn't really want to do the, the books, so he has his clients do that. And then he meets with them once a month or once a quarter. Uh, and he shared the same struggles. It is like this one client he's going to see tomorrow, the controller is not getting it, so he spends his time with her fixing everything, um, and 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 he's getting paid for that. Uh, instead of advising to fix with the controller to get the the, the the stuff accurate. And so, you know, I know you and I are very aligned in the thinking of that in this space, the firm really needs to control the people, the process and the technology in yep. order to do the controllership and co services. And clients are coming to you because of your expertise around all three, the people using your talent, right? The process you know best, um, you do this over and over again. They're, you know, they're just doing it one time. You're doing it with lots of clients. Uh, and so automating that, standardizing that, packaging that, tracing that, is where firms really need to, to, to um, I think, focus. Um, and in that process, they're becoming a part of the, the client's yeah. practice, right? Not just a, a CFO that pops in once in a while. They're really driving that business forward, really able to help the client analyze their data and grow their business profitably. Um, But I know firms struggle with this. So, you know, again, I'd love to hear any insights um, that you can share on how to how what firms can do now to really start changing to making that shift to be that future firm.
2: Yeah, again, the number one thing is really the packaging and pricing strategy. That's the number one thing, because everything flows from that. You know, most firms I, uh, I initially come to me or initially come to future firm. The first thing they have on their mind is automation and technology. But if you have a million different ways to do something, yes, you have a million different processes, and how difficult does that then become to streamline and automate? Because technology yeah. is just is there to uh, optimize an already existing process. So yeah. if we have like a million ways to do a tax return, and if you have like you know clients that use whatever accounting system they want, and they just they're the ones dictating the process, your firm can never be your firm can never become streamlined. Yeah. if if that's a goal if, if that's a goal for you which it is for most firms they want a smooth running operation so that's I mean, what i'm saying you have to you have to dictate the process to the client and dictate all these different variables
1: and i think that's the fastest way to profitability I mean, I've talked to firms that pride themselves on, oh, we don't dictate to the client how it needs to be done. They pride themselves is that they can customize for clients and they can be flexible for clients. I'm like, wait a second, that's not profitable. You are killing yourselves, right? To do it the client's way, which a lot of time isn't the right way. And you know what's best. They're coming to you for that guidance and advice. Um, But it's really, I think, I agree. It's the fastest way to profitability is... I love what you say about productizing, right? Creating new products, not just a tax return, right? Creating a product, productizing what you want your bundles to be, uh, and then pricing it. And that standardization and the automation and the technology all go hand in hand. But I will tell you, we struggle with this at Boston Because when we start working with firms, they think that that with us, there's a button to push and it all just naturally works. And I say, oh man, there's no button. Because a lot of these firms, we have to guide them and advise them on how to, to have like this standardized practice. They have, every client is so drastically different and they struggle when we onboard them because we make them put a playlist in place. What is the client doing? What is the firm doing? What is the doing? Firms don't want to spend that time with us putting that yep. process in place. Once they push through with us and do, then they see the lift and then they see why we yeah. have to focus on that playlist so go ahead i'm sure you have a lot of thoughts and it's not
2: just that. and you know like the one thing that's a very important theme for myself for future firm for from students that i coach it's um it's not just about profitability actually profitability is important but it's about it's about our sanity as well
1: yeah.
2: it's about our lifestyle you know like
1: lifestyle. Well, i like most that.
2: firms i'm coaching it's like they're not aspiring to have that private yacht and then that yeah. private island all to themselves. Like, Sure, some people want that, and that, if you want that, go for it. But most people just want a comfortable living, a comfortable, mm-hmm. stress-free living where they could spend time with their family, go on multiple vacations a year, and that's only going to happen if we could actually create that that, that more systematic business model And in order to create the systematic business model, we have to be disciplined about where we say yes and where we say no. A lot of firms lack that discipline where they just kind of accept anything. And uh, and that just leads to, you know, chaos.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think you're right. It's not just the profitability. They care about their customer. And I think that's why they're bending over backwards. That is true. You know, the way the customer wants. That is true but instead of saying, I know that's what you think is best, but trust me, I know what's best yes. for you. And guiding Correct. and advising them, not just doing it the way the client wants it done.
2: That is spot on. And and, and that's really the point of a productized service or a package service is to be able to curate the experience that you want your clients to have, right? Mm-hmm. Like. You're putting different services and features together in a certain kind of way in your packages where you say, if you take this bronze package, this is the experience and results you're going to see. You have to follow us. You have to trust that this is the best path forward for you. Same with the silver, same with the gold. So, so that's the point of a product type service is to curate the experience and define the result that we want them to have after they receive everything in that package.
1: Yeah, I think on top of the, helping the customer, but that's also better for the team, because the team knows what's in the packages, and the team knows when the client is asking for something outside the package, oh, you want our gold, or, you know, you want our platinum, or we want you want to move up from bronze, I'm hearing you, you're ready now, you weren't ready when you started with us, but the questions you're asking, that's a different package, and now let's sit down and start talking about that package, so you're making it easier for your team, too, when you standardize and you have these kind of preset packages. And in a world where capacity is, is an issue for firms, you have to think about your team as well, not just your customer.
2: Yeah, that, that's, I mean, it, it all flows from that. You know, your client's happiness, your team's happiness, your own happiness, um, you know, the profitability of the business, it all flows from your offers and how we structure your offers and how we price them. Um, but yeah, I mean, in a in a, in a in a day and age where it's, Extremely difficult to find really good people and keep them. yeah, we want to make sure they're happy. We want to make sure they're you know uh, they're not overworked. We want to make sure that the business is running smoothly that we can onboard clients easily, get them into the routine easily, and um, yeah, again, that just flows from your packages.
1: I have become a big fan. Uh, get your email every week sometimes twice a week. You're an amazing marketer, amazing um, content that you create for firms. you're just like really touching on some really, really good information. Um, How can firms reach out to you, a future firm? How can they start getting and reading your blogs? I've learned a lot. And then also I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how firms can market because that's a real strength of yours.
2: Yeah, so um, uh, the best way to get in touch and keep in touch is to sign up to my weekly newsletter, it's free. There's over 7,500 firm leaders around the world that are signed up for it. I send uh, um, two emails a week and they're just packed with content. Tips yeah. and tricks to help you improve your firm. Um, so you can go to futurefirm.co/newsletter and uh, you can check that out. Once you're signed up, you'll have you'll have access to my personal email as well, and I respond to all emails. So if you get a newsletter, click respond, have a question for me, I'll be happy to help you out. Uh, when it comes to marketing, you you've asked me a loaded question here, Denine and uh, <laughs> a lot of my marketing experience, you know, as a CPA. As an accountant, most of us have never been trained in marketing, so I've made, and this could be a topic for another mm-hmm. session, but I've made all the mistakes you can make, okay? So part of what I do at Future Firm is helping other firms avoid all the costly mistakes of, you made. that most people yeah. make. Uh, and marketing, yeah, I've, I've made all the mistakes. Um, but I think like there's one under-leveraged strategy, and that's creating partnerships, and I think you'd probably see value in that, Danine. Uh, but I think most firms are too focused on that silver bullet in marketing, and you know, there's no marketing strategy out there that you know you're going to be able to just push one button and the next day you're just going to see this amazing success. You know, it takes some dedication and consistency. But if you could build a few alliances with uh, companies or organizations or individuals that have the kind of clients that you want more of um that goes a really really long way the yeah. other thing is i've built a I've, I've had a lot of success with blogging seo email marketing personally it's not necessarily the case for everybody though uh i know others that have gotten youtube marketing to work super super well and i just can't crack it one easy free tip for those listening though for email marketing uh in your email signature, this will take you one minute to do, and uh, we all send lots of emails these days, let's add a small, subtle advertisement at the bottom of each of your email, edit your email signature, add a PS at the bottom, and who you work with and how you help them, and then a link to like schedule a meeting with you or, or, or something along those lines. Yeah. This will help you pull in a couple leads uh, you know, every single month, so if you look at any of my emails, they always yeah. have a PS at the end. They
1: always have a PS. They do. And I read that in one of your weekly emails to do a yeah. PS, gave some examples on PS, which I need to start using that. That's a great. It's so easy. So easy. Right? Yeah. yeah Two it's really seconds
2: easy. to set up and it's free. You can have your whole team do it as well. So then yeah. it's not just, it's not, you know, you can have hundreds of free mini advertisements going out every single day. It's
1: great advice. Thank you so much, Ryan. I appreciate your time today. I really enjoyed talking with you.
2: Thank you, and I appreciate it.
0: Thanks for listening to the accounting intelligence podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please go to apple.com slash podcast and leave a five-star review to help us get the word out. This podcast is sponsored by Botkeeper. To learn more about how Botkeeper is helping accounting firms automate their bookkeeping services, head over to botkeeper.com. Catch you in the next episode.